Welcome back, friends and family, to a very merry holiday special. Two years ago, we talked about a Christmas classic, Home Alone. And here we are, two years later, we're talking about Home Alone 2. Christmas is canceled. Yeah, canceled. What the fuck? You shut your mute mouth. Freaks. 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 Listen up, losers. The Nostalgia Wars. Where do you get these guys? These woke imbeciles are in here talking about home alone? You filthy animals! There's a war going on out there! A Nostalgia War! <laughs> a war? Who's talking about war? <laughs> Haven't you two heard? I think you guys are in the wrong place. You talking about the culture war? They don't know. Tell them! Pop culture is dead. Rest in peace! Okay, Dollar Store Negan. Did you two get lost on the way to Angel Grove? Bulking <laughs> skull looking asses? Oh, come on. Look at you two. Suits! And you. Where's your mustache? Look at his mustache. Look at the stash, man! I mean, the stash does look pretty good. Oh, hell no. Nah. Look, fellas, it's Christmas Eve, and we just got done watching Home Alone 2. Just like Kevin took care of the wet bandits, it's looking like we gotta take care of you two. So unless you got some cheese pizza, you got about 10 seconds to kick rocks out of the dojo before we pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten! Now is the time. We're talking about the state of entertainment today. And we're gonna kick your ass. The legendary dojo. Merry Christmas, dudes. <laughs> what is happening? Whoa, apologies, dudes and dudettes. Allow us to formally introduce ourselves. I'm J-Man. And I'm Double D. Hold up, stop, wait a minute. I'm J-Man. And I'm Double D. And we are the Nostalgia Warriors. Well, of course you are, dudes. Unfortunately, time is of the essence. Olga drifted us back from the future with specific instructions. Olga? Yeah, only the most bodacious babe in all of Sunset City. Wait, 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 wait. Olga? She sounds Russian. When does she arrive? <laughs> oh, God. Freaks living in the past. Freaks living in the future. What is going on? Uno. Momento. Are these the original Nostalgia Warriors? Baxman said they might be here. We're going to have to report to Olga once we get back 
duty future. Break! Look, dudes, you can't just drift into the dojo from the future without some sort of explanation. When does she arrive? You bozos don't know anything! Olga sends her regards with gifts from the future. Gifts? We got gifts? Yeah, we got traditions too. Give him the tape. Yeah, give him the tape. Oh man, give him the tape. Oh, oh. Here you go. Explanations will have to wait. And before we go, we must remind you of the most important rule of the dojo, our nostalgic compadres. Nostalgia warriors become friends. And friends become family. Another year gone and another year given. Christmas in the dojo, Josh. It doesn't get much better than this. What the hell was up with those dudes in leather? I don't know who they were, man, but I'm more concerned about those dudes from the future. Teleporting in here, bro? What was that about? I thought we were going to have to fight somebody, man. Hey, they brought the Christmas cheer, and for that, I'm thankful. Well, they did, but those other dudes, they were on one. Vulcan skull looking ass. Wild. So, I, we initially <laughs> wanted to talk about Home Alone. We ain't talking about Home Alone today, man. I guess not, man. We're talking about the state <laughs> of pop culture. Home Alone's gonna have to be next year, I guess. Um, pop culture 2023, right? What is going on out here in the world? Because... I mean... I feel like, like we're in a death spiral. Do you feel the same as last year? 
Because remember, we had a retrospective last year. We both were kind of like, pop culture is dead, man. You still feel that way? I don't know. Godzilla minus one kind of made me feel a certain way. That's what I'm saying, man. There's actually... I feel like it got better than the year before. You're crazy. I Certain things. Like what? Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Brothers was fire. Sonic's coming, part three. <sighs> Shadow... The follow-up to part two, they're talking about a Mario Universe Super Smash Bros, right? We talked about it Ain't in that one Ain't nobody talking episode. about that except for me. What? No, it. I saw something, man. I did a little research. And I think there's some stuff to look forward to in 2024 that... Before we get into 2024... Maybe pop culture is Let's comb dead. through what is going on in 2023. 2023... How was your 2023? Let's start off there. How was your 2023, Josh? Uh, rough, brother. Rough. Yeah? Yeah. There's not a lot of not not a lot of uh not a lot of pop culture for me in 2023. It's, okay. It's been a it's been a rough year as far as entertainment, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Hollywood. What happened? What, what? happened? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> there's been there's been hit and misses. Um honestly, a lot of the stuff people are excited for, I could give a fuck less about. I hear you. I hear you. There's there's a lot of stuff like that that I feel the same about, right? But then there's a couple things here and there where I'm like, it's a little glimmer of hope right there. That's a little There is hope. But there's always hope. Yeah, Barbie, Oppenheimer, bro, honestly, this is a hot take, spicy take here, Um, y'all boring, Barbieheimer, what was that, like, honestly, I'm gonna go in on this, Uh uh-oh, who gives two shits, you're telling me you're not a Barbie girl in a Barbie world? Hey, that song in and itself will forever be higher pop culture than some Barbie Hammer, bro. Barbie Heimer, whatever. Like, well, so what that was is those were the only two movies that were, I guess, being released at the time because they said, "Fuck these strikes," right? Well, I think more or less the hype about those two was the the return to cinema, mm-hmm. right? It was, mm-hmm. whoa, we have these huge movies since the whole pandemic. Yeah. Coming back, making money, taking people, taking people back into the cinema. Well, they've both made the most since the pandemic, since that 2020 craziness um, that you can see in a past episode. But they're the biggest box office releases since. I guess it's wild right? to me that people actually like Will Ferrell. Like, who wants to watch Will Ferrell in a fucking movie, dude? What movie is he in? What do you Barbie? mean, Barbie? He's in there. He's like the manager or something. Oh, he runs shit. it. He's I the forgot. he's the evil white man. He is. Uh, they they say he may be the same role from like the Lego movie. I guess man, those two are like shut your ass combined. up, man. But if you think about it, he did Lego movie and now Barbie. He's going straight back in time. I mean, Will Ferrell. Uh, he did Night at the Rocks very well. Will Ferrell. That was pretty fun. Is in the same boat. As our favorite Ninja Turtle creator, Seth Rogen. Y'all could hit the iceberg and sink, bro. Ain't nobody need your busted ass 
busted ass Hollywood takes, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it does it doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. Uh, okay, I, and I love that actor, dude. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't watch that movie. I. Yeah, let me watch a movie about a dude making a bomb, bro. It I'm might sorry, be pretty bro. good. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Bro, I'm on some Gary Vee shit. <laughs> day trading attention, right? True, true. A movie about a bomb and a movie about Barbie, bro. I you're not you're not catching my attention. Mm. There's nothing there of substance. So what would catch your attention? Godzilla! Uh, Godzilla minus one, right? We uh, we went to the theater together, and we saw Godzilla minus one. Damn good movie, damn good film, man. I appreciate you for that. Uh, by the way, 4D. That was crazy. Breaking our backs, flying. Bro, <laughs> that thing nearly shot me out of my seat. I felt like I was ejecto cedo, cuz. Literally telling Eddie the whole time, he's like buying a big old soda, <laughs> buying a big old popcorn. I was like, why are you buying all that popcorn? I was like, that's gonna be everywhere. I'm just eating my popcorn and just boom. sliding. Just, oh. It was crazy, but it was a experience. The 4D a cinematic one. Experience in the theater is unlike anything I've experienced in a while. No, I mean, the the thing that I can equate it to, which we said when we were there, was like, it's like being on a Universal Studios, like, ride, yeah. right? Yeah. When you're on Backdraft and when you're at uh, uh, Back to the Future of the Ride and Universal Studios, E.T., and you're fucking bouncing around and shit. That's how it felt while watching that movie. And it just made the experience of Godzilla minus one that much better when Godzilla's stomping through the fucking city and he just <gasps> boom and your seat is shaking and you feel the mist of the water on your face. It's crazy, bro. Damn good. I bring up Barbie. I bring up um, Oppenheimer. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I can't sit here and grill these movies. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't right? watch them either. So I'm not going to like... Well, I watched Barbie. Did you? Yeah. Was it good? I am Knuff. That's the one. Uh, that's the one part I liked about that movie was Ken. So in that movie, um, it's funny that they they kind of they go into the real world and they're saying something about how women are like being oppressed or something like that. And in Barbie Land, it's backwards. Like Barbie is popular and Ken is being suppressed. So it's like backwards and it's just crazy and it's like so on the nose and then they go into the real world and men are just all powerful i'm sick it's crazy sick and sick of going to a film to get these reflections on society mm. i'm sick of it keep your real life out of the movies right bro Is that what you're and keep to say? will ferrell out the movies so what do you got against will ferrell Josh? fuck that fool <laughs> so he's a psychopath right and this is this is a thing about like the 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 nowadays with with these celebrities and back in the day, bro. Mm -hmm. Like I'm real big on these like iconic celebrities like yeah. shutting up, right? And I think that's a little oh, dangerous okay. to say, right? Mm. Um, we don't got our tinfoil on yet, mm. but it's like um, there's a difference between like celebrities not being like Ron Perlman, an absolute psychopath on social media, right? Just 
threatening to kill people over their political See, uh, political yeah. fucking uh, leanings or whatnot. But then it's like when you go back into the 90s and the 80s, right, where celebrities were like stayed in their own bubble mm-hmm. where you didn't know they weren't telling you like like Mark Hamill, absolute psychopath. Right. Um, well, he played the Joker. So, I mean, the uh, you have um, um, Stephen King, absolute psychopath. Right. And so when you consume, I'm going to talk a lot about consumption. When you consume these people's um, media. Mm hmm. Right, and then you get on social media, and this same individual, i.e., Stephen King, Will Ferrell, Ron Perlman, these psychopaths, will tell you to your face that if you don't align with me, I hate you. Mm. That you need to be, you need to go away. Right? That is like really jarring because you want me to consume your energy with my time and my energy. I see. Like, why go to the movie theater to see these people? When they hate you. They hate you. Yeah. They're coming out and saying, like, hey, if you don't agree with me, then I hate you. Yeah. I get that. I get that. That's wild to me. Yeah, that would deter, I I would see, deter a lot of people from going and paying money to support these people when they just outright say, like, oh, yeah, fuck you if you don't agree with my ideologies, right? And we've mentioned people who have ideologies and ways of thinking, like Tom Cruise, right? Um, back in a, the last year's episode, I think we talked about Tom Cruise and Top Gun and a lot about Jim Carrey and uh, certain shapes and sizes okay. Okay. <laughs> and stuff like that. <clears throat> but a lot of these Hollywood actors, right, um, have like these just off-the-wall beliefs, different beliefs than probably a lot of us. Ain't right? nothing wrong with different beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. All of that is what we need. But when you demonize a whole group of people, um, when in turn they say, "Oh, well, why did my movie fail?" Because you're a giant piece of shit. But then you want them to support you. Yeah. See. yeah. And so there's like and this is in cinema uh, specifically with celebrities and films, um, and, and it's bleeding over to the gaming industry. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Where it, I just don't understand, and I think. More celebrities or these iconic personalities, these creators, need to have more of the old school mystique to them. Some mystery, right? A veil. I remember a time, yeah, back where if you wanted to get to know a personality or like an actor or whatever, you buy a magazine. And there's an article where it tells you like behind the scenes or like the story of maybe their personal life, right? But now you get on social media and you see their daily, they're going to Starbucks, buying this, buying that, their daily stuff, right? So you're a part of these people's lives if you want to choose to go on social media and consume that content that they're putting out. But that's the thing is internet and social media and everything, it is what is popular today. And everything's changing and that's fine, but it's, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not going to align. I'm not going to conform. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and so if you don't want my money, mm-hmm. if you don't want uh, me to, if you don't want my watch time, because all these things matter to these corporations, right? Yeah, you don't want my watch time, you don't want my money. Don't uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't sit there and demonize me, whether I'm over here or I'm over there. <clears throat> to me, that's absolutely crazy. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest examples in film, specifically in 2023, what happened was with Disney 
and Snow White, bro. Rachel, Rachel Zegler? Did yeah. you see all that? I saw a lot of it, and I haven't even... I mean, did the film even come out? I don't know. No, no, like, no, no, no. It's for next year. It's for, Tw- so it's supposed this year, to come out. Yeah. But just everything that's happened since she was announced as the actress and how they were pivoting from going from you know them being dwarves to them being something else and then she starts talking trash on the original movie and it's like what why why did you want not only talking trash on the original content of a woman falling in love right yeah i remember Um, that but like literally it's hollywood or show business right she's literally threatening her co-stars uh, basically, like whole involvement on if he's even gonna make the cut because you know strong women we don't need men mm-hmm. right in our mm-hmm. movies right mm-hmm. we're, we're, this isn't about this is about a woman becoming a leader this isn't about love how pathetic he's like a stalker right when she comes out with that type of energy yeah. towards a property that's a hundred years old that is and you want me to watch you and by the way she wants to get paid for every minute she streamed online that's crazy. That's wild, and see bro. that kind of led right into the SAG after like all the all those uh, the writer not, strike not and riots, all that. But yeah, the writer strike because more and more people are coming out saying that hey, going forward, we know what views like make right. If we're streaming online, we want to be paid for every view, right? We want to be paid the time because they're saying that they don't see any of this money it's a slippery slope because for one when it comes to streaming um these corporations and these companies aren't 100 i was gonna say you think they'd be inflating the numbers or of course they are disney literally has a whole tactic on how they inflate stuff for disney plus right Mm. and that's why when you have these like statistics that come out at the end of the year you have all this data that comes out it's very very dangerous for you to sign a contract and say Oh, by the way, um, so you have think of yourself as a corporation. You, the the talent, you you're gonna get paid for every minute you're streamed online. Well, I, the corporate owner, know that we're fudging the fuck out of these numbers. There's not that so, many people so actually no watching. Money it. coming in to pay that person so, who wants to be paid for every stream. I gotta inflate my numbers so we look relevant. That means I got to pay you more, and I know at the end of I know at the end of the day there's not that many people watching you, mm-hmm. not as much mm-hmm. as we're saying. So now I got to pay you more for less people watching because a lot of people aren't interested because nobody wants to see a Snow White movie, where the actress playing Snow White is shitting on the legacy of Snow White. This is insanity, insanity, bro, absolute insanity. <clears throat> So it sounds like maybe the solution to that, and I think that's what, when Bob Iger came in and he got rehired to Disney, right? He said that he was going to start changing a lot of things. And he has taken some very aggressive ways to change those things. But I think he's saying, we're going to pull back on all the bullshit that we've been putting out. We're everywhere. Disney is everywhere. I think he's taking a page out of that book where it's like, well, maybe if we put out less, but focus on it being very good, maybe we can get some of those views back. Maybe we can get some of that money back. But I think he's going about it like we got to tear off the Band-Aid to start the healing process. That's what I personally see from Bob Iger coming in because he's changing a lot. 
He's like, ax this, ax that. No more X uh, advertisements. Right? Bro, Elon like, Musk said, fuck you. Which is wild. For two company CEOs, and I guess you told me that he was like in the audience or something, or he was viewing it I, when well, Elon I, Musk I, was he like... He might have been. I don't know. He just straight called him out. like. But Elon Musk, he, he, he's been on record for not giving a fuck, right? Like, he well, just don't care. I, I actually love the energy because he's like, he's straight up saying, you're going to try to blackmail me mm-hmm. with money. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I love that energy. This is what the whole society needs when you have these leaders and these 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 uh, heads of corporations. Mm-hmm. The, there needs to be strong masculinity. And see, strong masculinity. Bob Iger is on the other side saying, fuck your advertisements. I need to save my company. Like, I'm pulling my funding, right? Like, I'm not going to put out these ads, all this money that we're pumping into ads when we're not getting anything. He said, hold on, we need to roll it back. The future's starts- looking crazy, bro. Those dudes coming in the dojo. I mean, imagine what that future looks like, right? 2024 and beyond <laughs> looks pretty wild, bro. Do you really think Margot Robbie was a good Barbie? Um, I think she definitely fit like the look of Barbie. I right? completely disagree. Really? Yeah. She was like classic, like 90s Barbie. I feel like her acting, I don't know. I feel like something happened with Margot Robbie where, at least in my perspective, Harley Quinn kind of messed her yeah, up. you didn't like Harley Quinn, huh? I liked, um, what's the dude who did the, the Suicide Squad movie? David? David Ayer? David Ayer. I like David Ayer's version of, of, of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. She was a lot more Quinn. unhinged and kind of like... Birds of Prey was absolute yeah, was trash. dog shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Suicide Squad, absolute dog shit. That was the worst Harley Quinn portrayal I've ever seen in my entire life, bro. David Ayer's take on Harley was really good. But something happened where they shifted the focus for Harley Quinn and they took her off in one direction and i feel like now something has happened with margot robbie where that like she's i don't know how to say it but her image Mm. will never be broken away from harley quinn she's a lot more mainstream now so when i see her in the barbie trailer it's just harley quinn okay right it's like at least quentino Quentin Tarantino gave us some feet, right? (laughs) Josh loves his... There was just some weird... Hardcore pendulum swinging when it comes to cinema in 2023. It was very back and forth. There was a lot of good, or there was a lot of bad, and there was a little bit of good. I just feel like, was there more? What you seen, Barbie? Was there like this? We're talking about something that's highly successful, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. Mm -hmm. This is highly successful. Yeah. And was there a good moral takeaway from that movie? Um, I think at the end of it, they definitely, um, cause it is kind of emotional, 
But at the end, so Ken the whole time throughout the movie is trying to find himself and say that he is like enough, right? Like in in anywhere else, he'd be a 10. He'd be the man, right? He's Ken. But in Barbie land, he's just, oh, another Ken, right? And Barbie is popular. In Barbie land, Barbie is the shit. Everyone's like, hey, Barbie, Barbie. Um, and you see a little bit of that throughout the way, but throughout the whole course of the movie, they kind of find who they're supposed to be and they find out that they don't need like the fame. They don't need all this. They don't need like, I guess like, um, approval. uh, Yeah. Approval. Like they don't need those things. Ken realizes like he doesn't need Barbie to love him to be Ken. He just is. And so there's a, there's those like themes throughout it but i walked away from that movie now me personally i didn't actually like the movie a lot it didn't like do it for me right i didn't um at the end of it i was just like huh that was that was an interesting movie from the kind of weird from the trailer every other barbie look like barbie Mm. but margot robbie does not look like barbie (laughs) like you you're taking something, and, and I'm not a Barbie aficionado, just, just growing up in the I mean, 90s, My sister right? had Barbies, yeah. Just growing <laughs> up in the 90s, and um, Margot Robbie just does not... She looks like a modern oh, okay. Barbie. She does not look like a classic like, Barbie. And maybe they, like... Because they have a couple different Barbies in that movie. Um, they have a bunch of different cans. There's actually a really funny part where he dresses up in black, and they have a whole, like... They have a whole like montage and he's wearing a leather glove and they're like singing. It's like they, it turns into kind of a musical and it's kind of funny. Um, but there's some good parts about that movie. And then there's some just off the wall shit about that movie. And at the end, I was just like, I don't know how to feel about that. It was just a very interesting movie. Yeah. Um, but for it to be like number one in the box office. And like you said, obviously, it doesn't matter my opinion. But as a majority, a lot of people went and saw it. So I guess success on part of WB because they're number one for 2023. And that's their only movie that's like good that WB did really for 2023. WB's about to die. Well, they talks of being merged with Paramount and I don't know. It's it's like up and down with 20 I think that's uh, uh, officially already been uh debunked. I think they already really? came out and said okay. yeah, it's not happening. But um it, yeah. people talk, man. It's it's every day with Hollywood it just seems like talk 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 until something officially comes out. Um you don't know. You never know what's going to happen. Things change like one day fucking Disney's dying and then Disney's good and then Disney's coming out with this and then oh no Disney bought Fox so Disney this was the uh, 2023 was 100 years of Disney woo 100 years and it was the worst year financially (laughs) and I mentioned it before right they they brought in Bob Iger after L hopefully after L hopefully Bob Iger didn't work in the past. Bob Iger ain't going to work this year. Bob Iger ain't going to work next year. You think so? I am on a war path, right? These dudes break into the dojo, Mm. dressed all in leather, threatening us, throwing cigars at my face. How are they going to tell us we can't talk about Home Alone? They lit a fire up under my ass, right? Because I think they're right. There is a nostalgia war out there. I mean, we saw it. Yeah, we saw a little glimpse of it, right? So, it must be. And I'm sitting back 
with my marshmallows, with the dojo Christmas vibes, and I just am waiting for the big dominoes to fall, and I'm waiting for Disney getting his popcorn ready to burn. I'm waiting for WB to burn. I'm waiting for all of these companies to just become ashes. You really think that'll happen though? Joker said it best. Mm. Mm-hmm. You get what you fucking deserve, <laughs> dude. With all the people going to like Disneyland and all the people who love classic Disney and I'm one of them, right? I'll fucking be the first one to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Disney and ride some rides, player. Good luck, bucko. I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. What about what happened with the, 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 the Galactic Starship Cruiser Hotel? Ixnay on the XA? Yeah, yeah. Um, Destroyed. And, and that's the thing about Disney is sometimes they come out with shit that a lot of people don't like, right? And so they, they're like, okay, we're going to pivot and go this way, right? They're making new stuff in the park. They got so much pivot! new shit that I haven't even... Yeah, pivot! <laughs> Keep pivot. pivoting, Disney, because no matter which way you pivot, you're going to fail but that's you a sign of a successful company right when they see failure? something doesn't well when they see something doesn't work they and they go double down direction. they're not going into different, that is a mirage my friend they Maybe. are doubling down doubling down what happened with the marvels <laughs> i haven't seen it i don't know it may be good it may be good but, i've heard decent things but collectively it hasn't made a lot of money right Failure. And that's the sign of success, at least in the movie company realm, right? Failure. Hollywood. Failure. Is how much money did it make? Failure, Will How much Robinson. money did it make? Failure. What's the box office numbers, Josh? Failure. What is it? Failure. And Failure. if they're not making money... Failure. <laughs> we're going to get fucking Bob for just hey, failure. Hit, hit the dislike. Hit the dislike. Oh, my goodness. Um... But if it's not making money, that means it's not working, right? So if it's not working, then they have to figure something else out. And me personally, I've taken it upon myself to at least in 2023 and going into 2024 um, is see for myself, right? Because I can sit here and talk trash on Marvel and talk trash on Disney and talk trash on WB and hate everything hate everything right i could and last year i talked about that a little bit i was probably on that borderline almost off the deep end going to where i hate everything um but i decided to make a change for myself and said i'm at least gonna try it so a lot of the stuff happening in the film industry is bleeding over into the gaming industry you mentioned that yeah, and has completely bleeded <laughs> over into the comic book industry and we're talking about oh, yeah. films comics video games pop culture in a whole mm-hmm. uh, the upper echelon um, a lot of these companies um, have completely doubled down when it comes to agendas when it comes to ideologies mm-hmm. um, and i think a lot of these people in at the at the at the head of projects are complete psychopaths i think a lot of these people are completely out of touch with the day-to-day lifestyle that we live 
um, they want our money, they want our watch time, but will spit in our faces and call us the villains. Yeah, because it seems like they're making their content for a specific audience, I guess, or what they believe is the mass audience. Um, and that's kind of something that I wanted to t touch base with on is some of the movies or some of the content consumption that we have done in 2023, because it hasn't been a lot, which we'll get into that. Um, but some of the stuff that we have consumed that we ended up liking is content or creation that I feel like was made for us, our age group our like what we grew up with and one of those being mario one of those being godzilla which i know you want to talk about um but the way that it made that they were made and the things that were put into it um was very much like how they made things back in the day with themes of caring about people and families and I know that's something that you talked about in Godzilla is there's a lot of themes in there. Um, in Mario, they have a lot of themes. Good of, themes. Good themes. Yeah. And in Mario, they have a lot of uh, themes about the same types of things, right? It was pretty wild. I've seen a lot of people complaining that uh, when it comes to Mario, I think we spoke about this in that episode, is people were complaining that Peach was too much of a, a boss bitch, like mm, a, a, okay. a, a girl boss. And it's just like... I get you because and they yes, see that yeah. that type of shit is annoying, but you're completely out of pocket when it comes to Peach. She's the princess. She's like a little She's the fucking main like warrior, dude. She's and it's all about Peach. Yes, to be she Peach is it can play the damsel in distress and the protagonist, right? She's had her own games. Mm -hmm. Um so she can be a protagonist, she can be a damsel in distress. I think a lot of people have that stuck in their mind that Peach is only a damsel in distress that can't do anything. Um, and, and that is a little jarring. So I feel like no matter what you give the audience, there's always going to be people like me that complain about shit, right? And, and that's not lost on me, and I understand that. But when you compare um, Barbie or the Marvels or a fucking just disney in general in 2023 um compared directly to toho japanese filmmaking japanese storytelling um and what they did with godzilla minus one bro massive opposing sides of the way people tackle their art right <clears throat> and I think is what's happening right now with Disney. Um, you said you were talking about Bob Iger. Mm -hmm. Is they're completely off kilter with the way they view what they're making. They're focused on pumping. It's like sausage making at this point, right? They're not... Hear me out. It's They're not strategically creating a piece of art to stand the test of time <clears throat> they're pumping it into sausage 
Oh, hold yeah. on. I don't want to hold it that way. There you go. They're pumping it into <laughs> sausage. They're pumping it in, in, and they're just packing sausage and, 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 and throwing it out there and saying, why aren't nobody, why isn't nobody liking this? This is what the masters want, right? They want these themes, right? No, you dumb bitch. We want themes of family. We want themes of brotherhood. We want themes of love and compassion and the heroic journey. And see, sometimes people do want themes of specifically just entertainment, right? Sometimes people just want to be entertained. They want to shut off their brain for a little bit and just laugh about something stupid, right? Something funny. Um, And I get that. And there are those people who want to consume that type of entertainment and media. And then there's people who love film for film and the art of making film and how the shot is said and how these themes affect the overarching character and the story. Um, and I feel like uh, obviously me and you are on that side of that spectrum, right? Is we kind of care about media and films that are very artistic and express and convey a certain message versus we're just going to sit here in this room for two hours and laugh at dumb shit. And not to say that we don't laugh at some dumb shit. Oh, we, we have. are dummies. Yeah, we, we can be dummies. Crash test dummies. 90s, baby. Give it to me. <laughs> but a lot of it is like nostalgic based, right? A lot of it is like old school dummy stuff. But there's just this new content where I think a lot of people like to just shut their brain off and don't want to care about um, something that's artistically Now done. keep that keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree with you, but keep that same energy. Pump that shit out into the box office. Lose a couple hundred million dollars. And then turn around and say, oh, it's not our fault. (laughs) It's your fault because you people are X, Y, Z. And Mm -hmm. you didn't support it because of your ideologies, right? Out there in the masses, right? And that is wild to me. And that's why I believe these the people that are heading these companies are so out of touch with humanity. I'll say this, right? Lost. I think I think all that it's time to put that damn tinfoil hat on because these people are all <laughs> lizards, bro. Josh these people getting dangerous. These people are all lizards, right? These people are not humans, demons, lizards, whatever you want to call them. These people aliens. These people are not humans. They lack human feelings. Compassion, right? I guess. And and I know you might just be like, yo, that's some wild shit. Bro, analyze some of this stuff. Analyze some of this stuff. <clears throat> you keep going in one direction and failure persists. You turn around and you point fingers at everyone else. It's not our fault at Disney. It's not our fault at Warner Brothers. It's not our fault that we take a director's vision and chop it up in the editing room and then force feed you some sausage and say, oh, you don't like that? So you do you think a lot of people are just choosing not to consume that content anymore? And that's why you're seeing like the decrease in like numbers and success of these companies i would hope so are people just getting like frustrated and fed up and they're like no i'm just gonna go put my time and effort into something i do love is that it i think right now we're on a in in this is this has been a thing but we're on this huge turning point when it comes to content when it comes to media Mm -hmm. what you're watching right now is self-produced content self-produced media right we're doing this 
and it's kind of like it's well thought out too like we put a lot of time and effort and energy and thoughts into what we're putting out and i think now is the time with social media and the internet um we don't know how big brother is going to exist how 1984 george orwell shit is going to adjust um the way we use the internet in the future um but as of right now i think more people are consuming creator-led content opposed to corporate-led content Mm. and i'm on that side right i consume more inner um independent whether it's youtube right Uh, a lot of people are on tiktok shorts instagram just the social media and for you to consume and then engage with someone on the internet right a content creator that you like or you follow or you find yourself you fancy yourself a fan of those people um and you can actually engage with them and they will stop to say hey thank you for watching our my content That's thank you cool, yeah. for 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 sharing this thank you or or hey you out there like because I know the few times we have had that happen to our show, right? Uh, to us, when we are on social media, I think one was like Jeffrey Giraffe, right? When they were like on threads for the first time and they were like, hey, back to the basics. And we were just like, Jeffrey Giraffe just <laughs> like, ah! yeah. And it's just really cool. It's pretty cool um, to be able to, and I would say like, yeah, Toys R Us is probably on the independent side of that. They're a little small now, right? They used to be this big company industry conglomerate, right? But they're a little more like, hey, we're trying to come back. They fucked around and, and they, they found, found out. out. <laughs> if you see this chart. Um, and so unfortunately, right, that's what has to happen to some companies, right? And I'm on team Let It Burn. And if you want to, like Disney, Warner Brothers, if you want to become a phoenix from the ashes, you're going to be destroyed. I'm going to tell you this right now. The future is not looking bright for these corporations. Do you actually think it'll happen, though? That's my question. Is Absolutely. Do you think that these companies who have been around for 100 plus years, because I think Warner Brothers is right there, too. I think they just hit their 100 um, or they're about to. Um, they've been around for a long time, man. It doesn't matter do at this point. Do you think that they are going to become Toys R Us? Yes. Sears. Blockbuster. Yeah. Yes. Do you Absolutely. really see their Absolutely. parks closing down? It's Mickey happening. Mouse. Uh, I think the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse is about to hit public that. domain, bro. Which is crazy. Disney does not. Un- this is why I will preach this. around and finding out. <laughs> I will preach this until the sun comes up. Disney does not. They they are so out of touch, bro. It's kind of like in Monopoly when you start like getting like uh, a little careless, right? And you're going around the board and you're just buying up shit. And then you start landing on properties and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to sell this. I got to sell that. Do you think that's what gonna, what's going to start happening? Is I, they're going to start selling IPs? I, I don't know if the, you know what's, so I don't know if they're going to sell IPs, but they're going to be licensing their IPs out. Oh, so I, like renting them, right? I guess. So this is something that I did not know until 2023 was, do you know Disney pays themselves to use their own properties? What the fuck? Now, that's how the rich stay rich. 
Now that might be a thing that might, I don't understand the the financials behind that. I'm not no guru. Yeah. I will be, you know, it's not lost in me. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm something I'm not. Business. But, what? Yeah, I, I don't know what that means, and I don't know why they do that. But, but I'm pretty a... sure it's deceptive in nature. Everything Disney does is deceptive in nature. Nothing about this company, the people that run it, care about you, the consumer. I will fucking preach that until I'm blue in the face. And a lot of these businesses are, are, like I said earlier, about the bottom line, the dollars, the cent signs, right? Like what ultimately is going to make that business money? Because that's what a business is, is out there to make money. And right. there's that, there's that, you got to find the balance. The balance. Though, right? You have to be for the people because what happens, bro, just look at history. <laughs> you fuck around, you find out, and the people will come for you. The people will protest. The people will silent protest. They will stop consuming your content. I mean, they busted into the dojo earlier. Those trying to tell us what to talk about. Crazy. And look at it happen, man. <laughs> it worked, right? They threatened us. All but I wanted to do was eat cheese pizza and watch Home Alone. <laughs> I, there is just this huge disconnect. And I think I know the way forward is positive engagement and positivity, right? The power of positivity. We, we understand that on social media and this <clears throat> algorithm, this AI, right? These people in here from oh. the future talking about Uh-oh. Olga. Olga. She better be Russian. He done, <laughs> he done said AI. The algorithm boosts hate, right? It boosts hate. It runs off of hate. That's true, yeah. I can definitely look see at us that. right now. What are we talking about? How much I'm talking about how much I hate Disney, how much I despise what Warner Brother is doing with DC properties, what, what Disney is doing with Marvel, right? These are two things, bro. If you would have caught me years ago, I would have nothing but positive things to say about all of these companies. But they are the ones that are digging their own grave. The shovel is not in our hands, we're not digging the grave for these companies. I want. <clears throat> to consume good Marvel cinema. Mm, I want mm-hmm. to consume good Warner Brothers DC properties. Yeah, I wish, man. But but people, say what you want about James Gunn, man, but people... Yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. People that are in the heads of these departments, it's on their shoulders. It's in their hands. They're True. the ones with the shovels. So... When you're shoveling your own grave and you know this is a failure, we see Batgirl or Batwoman canceled. Um, Warner Brothers canceled. They just um, did you hear about this? Um, uh, Looney, not Looney Tunes. What is it? Um, Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. What about him? What is that thing? Meet me. Yeah, Roadrunner. What's the other? Wild Coyote Wild, or whatever. Wiley Coyote. So they made this movie with John Cena. Apparently, it got really good reaction. Yeah. Um, and I think even James Gunn was a part of it. I don't think he directed it, but James Gunn was a part of it. And they just said, you know what? We're axing this. We made the movie. It's done. It got good uh, test screenings. And they just said, Warner Brothers. Dude, Warner Brothers is. They wild. They, they wild. and Coyote. They wild. <laughs> they out. They canceled it. News hit on social and wait now. Who, so who canceled it? James Gunn. 
No, I don't know, bro. Warner Brothers is man. He's in charge. (laughs) I don't. I. I'm just. Oh God, (laughs) get that ASMR. Um. So these people, these people, man. (laughs) These people. These people, dude. These corporations. I, I believe there is going to be a big polarizing shift towards independent creators. I could see that. Over corporate creators. Corporate creators, they've had their time in the sun, bro. Well, I think they need to take a step back. I think they need to go the route of let's put out less. But then there's the fear with today's how everything needs to be. If you're not consistently putting out content, then you're failing. You're behind, right? And that's that's, that's the that's the like the narrative, the that's the like you gotta post every day, every day, right? Post to social media put out a new uh a new episode a new show a okay new gary v yeah you you have to right because if you don't you you're left behind in the dust because other people are gonna do it right yeah but some of the best content especially ones that i have seen this year haven't put out a piece of content in 20 years mario toho godzilla right like and it might have been sooner or later, whatever, right? But they decided to say, hey, you know what? The last time we did it probably wasn't that great. But we're going to wait until we have something that's golden. What do you think the difference is between Japanese creators and American creators? Let me give you a couple examples. Manga is destroying the American comic book industry. Japanese-American. Japanese film, we'll just say just Godzilla minus mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That film, we we just had 75 years of Godzilla. We talked about wow. this in the theater. <clears throat> the way we can pop on and watch the original Godzilla film, it's timeless, right? Yeah. Do you feel... That anything Disney current day is going to be timeless? timeless. Absolutely not. Let me think about the last thing that was just timeless for Disney. It's it's hard, man. What? Polar Express? Is that Disney? I don't know. I don't don't know if it's Disney. No, it's Warner Brothers. Oh. Um, that's and see, that's that's hard, man. It's like, and so a lot of people will probably scream at me and say, "Well, Endgame." Endgame was timeless, right? Before we get off, before we before we get off in, in the weeds, what what do you think the difference is between the Japanese creators and the American creators? And, and it's across everything. The American video game companies right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. bro, get out of my face! They're all trash, bro. Most of them, most of them are trash. They are more focused on political ideology and pushing the message, opposed to creating a timeless story, right? Yeah. So that's on the difference. Video games, 100%. manga, film. Japanese are winning. Look at what <clears throat> Nintendo is doing. And I know I understand there's Nintendo of America as well. But Nintendo True. is very selective. They're not just going to be like, oh, we got we gotta get we gotta hit deadlines. We gotta do oh uh, there's not fifteen Zelda movies. There's not fifteen <laughs> Mario movies. But there's gonna be one. Finally. There's gonna be one. They finally made their decision. I believe it's gonna be a live action Zelda movie, yep. right? And so now mm-hmm. they're finally stepping into the stage of cinema. They're saying, We're gonna take these stories and we're gonna tell these stories, but I guarantee you they're all gonna be good. 
because see, they're taking the their time. Is they're taking their time. They're but, being selective. But what is the difference between the Japanese mindset and the American mindset? Well, it's not about how much you put out. It's what you put out. It's that selectivity and approaching it with care and love, right? What is it, though? Think about it. Culturally. I guess yeah, on a bigger on a bigger sense. So, well, they they just what they put out means a lot to them. Why? Because that's how they are as a people. They're very proud. They're closer, very like, closer. Why? Honor, like, Why? Why? You're getting there. The Japanese people, for the most part, are conservative in their traditions. Mm. They hold things tight. If you look at the American culture right now. Well, yeah, it's like a very shoot from the hip, right? It's like... It's wild. Just get it out there. Wild. And the American mindset opposed to the Japanese mindset right now, on the broad spectrum, you have a declining society and you have a society clinging on to their culture. Yeah. And then the American society is wanting to literally kill their culture, right? They want to sh push stuff under the rug and keep going this way, right? And I think that is the biggest factor when it comes to the reflection of the heart and the mind of the creator on when they reflect it into their art. When they create something, you see it. When you watch Godzilla Minus One, you see pure humanity. Yeah, dude. Like when you watch the Marvels, mm. you see nothing but yeah. the message. Yeah, and it's very, it's very like night and day. You can, you can definitely tell the difference, and that's what, that's the reason why I said I wanted to watch and see for myself. So I watched some of these other. Now I didn't watch the Marvels. I haven't consumed a lot, and. Obviously, consumption over creation, right? We decided to go a more creative route this year. Me and you, for our show, for everything that we do, we decided to dive headfirst into creation over consumption. I have still consumed, consumed a little bit, but um, I decided that if I am going to sit here and have a platform and talk about things, then I better be able to at least say, well, yeah, I did watch it and yeah, it is trash. 100% right? agree. Like yeah. yeah, it or or surprisingly, it is good. Yeah. You told me earlier this year, go watch the Spider-Verse. I was 100% against it. 100%. I don't like the way the animation looks. It looks crappy to me. I How said it. I said it. Yeah. I was like, I just don't like it. It's not for me. It looks crappy. I went and watched both movies. Some of the best Spider-Man content I've ever seen. Crazy crazy that i did not watch it and it was just done with love and with uh like a message to spider-man fans because when i watched number one and two i saw a little bit of everything that i fell in love with with the first cartoon of spider-man like they literally have references from older movies like everything that you want for spider-man just like super mario it's in there Corporate and it's telling a new story. Corporate media is forgetting the key to success. It's crazy. It's crazy. The night and day difference. 
Fan service. Fan service is a lot. And I remember when we went back and we watched that first Star Wars movie, Force Awakens. And a lot of people will say it's a direct copy of A New Hope, right? But when we were in the theater watching it, I remember being like fucking elbowing you the whole time. Like, ah, because it was just, uh, and obviously it was the first Star Wars movie in a long time. But it had fan service. To a degree. It had it had a lot of like it played on nostalgia. I'll hundred percent say that. Yes, it, it but played on nostalgia. That's what the people wanted to see at the time. They wanted to see the fucking Millennium Falcon, right? But here's the thing though. We didn't know the direction they were gonna go. Yeah, we didn't. And they went a wild fucked up direction. And that's because things changed from the original vision. The original vision was very different. I watched a video recently of Adam Driver saying that his story arc for Kylo Ren was way different. He was going to be pure Sith. And I was like, that would have been so much better. I don't care about his redemption at all. They should have respected Luke. They should have. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make this. Why do we? I always say this. Well, we haven't mentioned Star Wars yet. We haven't mentioned Star Wars yet. Let's not make a Star Wars episode. Let's not make a Star Wars episode. But yeah, literally. You should have, Kylo should have been full Sith. If he's going to kill Luke, you should have just killed Luke. You should have put some respect on Finn's name and made him a Jedi. Yeah. And he was going to be. 100%. I, I believe so. He was going to be a Jedi. I will say something that a lot of people may not uh, agree with, but you could have made Rey timeless. You could have. Yeah. They missed the chance. You, they you, missed the you, mark. You completely missed the mark. You 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 literally went in a direction that is you just disc- dumb dumb. I dumb. love Daisy Ridley. I don't care for Ray as a character as much as I did in Episode Seven. Um, but Force she's coming aw- back. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Ray was cool. Yes. Yeah. She was fire, dude. <sighs> she the was last fire. Jedi man. It just lost it for me. But I feel like I'm one of the only people in the world that actually like. I remember I I went back and watched it again, and I like it a little bit more. Hardcore Star Wars fans will look me in the eye and say, "You're dumb, dude." (laughs) It's just like the Leia scene was dumb, and I'm like, "Bro, the Leia scene." (laughs) I I don't know if I want to admit this because people make a hell of fun of people that get emotional over Star Wars. Emotional, yeah, for sure. Bro, the Last Jedi made me so emotional in the theaters, and when I saw Leia. I was like, bro, this is like it hit me in the feels because at that time I still cared mm-hmm. about Star Wars. There's only certain but things. Disney that has completely killed any emotion that I have about Star Wars. Star Wars is dead. Pop culture is dead. Disney is dead. And that's unfortunate that you feel that way. I'm gonna have to drag you along and fucking take you through the sands of time the desert i'm not watching any more try Star to Wars. get you we're just gonna have to go back to the basics and watch the old stuff because yeah that's yeah 100 and that was gonna be my question to you is what holiday special i'm gonna watch chewbacca <laughs> yeah you know what, I'm what do you think is the answer josh what do these companies do how do they reach back out to people like you who no longer want anything to do with them because it seems like there's a lot of people, right? A lot of people are deciding, I want nothing to do with that. So how do these companies rise from the ashes? What is the answer? What do they do? How are they going to get you to care about Star Wars again? 
What do we fall? <laughs> they need to fall harder. They need to learn. They need to fall faster. Mm. Mm. They need to fuck around and find out. Fuck around. Well, they're, they're starting to. They need to get um, what they deserve. But the crazy thing is, is they're still coming out with shit. Ray is coming back. There's going to be a follow-up to the sequel Jedi game, part three, which I played a little bit of this year, and I haven't finished it, but it's pretty... It's pretty Knights of the Old Republic? Dead. How do these people, these owners of these companies, how does pop culture in general come back? How does it revive itself? Because if it's dead... What is the comeback story? Well, I, I love saying pop culture's dead. Um, <laughs> there's definitely not only a um, a culture war. I know it's a buzzword. There is a nostalgia war. That's our war that we fight. Yeah. Um, we'll let others fight the culture war. But the I think the key is, the key to success is just fan service. It's very simple. You know where I learned about the term fan service? But when does fan service become pandering? Ooh, that's a good question. Because that's a good question. Certain people will look at fan service as pandering. You think it's so? Like, it's like, don't you want fan service though? Don't you want to pander to your fans though? Exactly. So I'm like, when along the timeline did pandering or fan service become the negative connotation, which is pandering? It's like, I want to fucking see all the stuff I love. I want to see fucking comic book to screen. And some people will be like, no, they're pandering. Pandering to who? The people who buy the product? That's the point. That's literally the point. And so that was, uh, and I know we've talked about pandering before, right? And it's like, it's like, so when does that cross the line? When does fan service become negative? Fans, I don't think fan service is a negative thing. I think fan service is the key. Yeah. I think pandering becomes a problem when you're pandering in a direction of ideology. Oh, okay. So when you're including those real life things in these, because I, and that's my thing too, is like, why are you trying to put real life? Nobody wants to watch a Star Wars movie. Into Star Wars. Right? That has this political message or this lifestyle message right they want to see star wars to take them out of reality mm -hmm. they and want star wars in itself is kind of political right they have the whole empire and the taking over of like but see but see that's baked in to that the story, story. yeah, yeah go, if you story. go that way go that direction don't bring modern uh problems and, and politics and issues and put it into your story and i guess you can if you're a creator and that's what you want to do because you want to send a message you're going to get certain type of people who care about that right that's cool that's cool if that's what you want to do but remember on this side of it you're making a very very you're you're making it narrow yeah and, and the masses don't want to don't really want that right mm. i think the masses they want escapism they want to shut their brain off and they want to go into another world. I think there's a balance, though, with the shutting... You yeah, say true. shutting your brain off. True. But other other people want to their brain to be engaged, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah, man. I, I think overall it's very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it, and I will uh, repeat that, is creation over consumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
the more we go forward with the internet and literally anybody being a creator yeah uploading to social media podcast has literally exploded i remember when i into didn't know the what culture. a podcast was bro yeah like, <laughs> i've been podcasting since 2012 if you go back wild. to if you go back to 2012 most people didn't know what a podcast was yeah yeah there was very there wasn't a lot i mean when when you have a really bad podcast in 2012 but you're on top 40 <laughs> apple podcasts with joe rogan crazy Crazy. Yeah, that, that that tells you there weren't a lot of podcasts back yeah. then. And now so it's everywhere. I feel like we got to keep um, pushing the needle and keep evolving, right? I mean, yeah. everyone's got a podcast, right? People's dogs have a podcast. Just like at a time where you were like, oh, I have an Instagram for my pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody has. You're not yeah, special having yeah. an Instagram. Now you're not special having a podcast, so right? What's the next thing? Filmmaking. Mm. Video games comic books because at the end of the day you know what trumps all of that telling a story stories are timeless yeah you can tell a story and it lasts forever we push our opinions because this is a show so we're going to be very opinionated right (laughs) but what is more important is telling a story Mm -hmm. right and and that is why I've wanted to, and we've talked about this at, um, at in larger aspects of uh, getting an informed opinion, right? Like, I believe we used to just kind of like shoot the shit on this show, right? We just like show up and be like, hey, we love this. Let's talk about it. And now as we go forward, we're starting to make more of a show. We put a lot of thought into it. We start doing research. There's a lot that goes into just putting out this content, right? And so we like to get informed opinions about what we're talking about now. Um, And so, yes, we do have an opinion. It is most of the time informed, um, but it's just our opinion. And if you don't vibe with it, we get it. But if you do, smash that like button subscribe um, this is this is what has happened when eddie has become a youtuber now eddie has eddie was like what's youtube oh wait hit the like button don't forget to subscribe and i'll tell you straight up i'm not a youtube connoisseur right like yeah. even to this day there's like maybe like two people that i subscribe to bro and one of them's arch <laughs> no um I, i'm not big on the youtube uh i'm much more of like a instagram and tiktok person right it's like something that i can easily do and scroll and mindless scrolling but youtube is becoming that now too um you have reels and you can just scroll shorts, and scroll yeah. and shorts and yeah you can just watch youtube all day but God, godzilla minus one let's get into what about a, that movie well let's Did get into like a little bit about like the like what you saw and i know like i've heard some people say that the movie sucks and i'm like bro what it just wasn't for them i saw it twice and what i think has taken uh, taken pop culture by storm with the cinema and this film a lot of people are like godzilla godzilla what it's just a it's just a kaiju movie it's a monster yeah. movie it's a destruction movie some people don't like but godzilla. when you watch the movie Almost all the reviews and opinions I've seen of other people that aren't Godzilla inherently Godzilla fans, like mm-hmm. I would consider myself, mm-hmm. um, because I could watch Godzilla smash buildings all day, and I'm fucking 100 on it. 
Greatest thing ever seen in my life. If they do it like they did in that movie, I'll watch it all day. But yeah. Godzilla Minus One is a story about a man. Oh, so good. And his so good. fight for understanding his own worth. He was fighting demons in that movie, man. Depression. Love. PTSD. So many human emotions. And this is what, like, every conversation I've had about this movie is I I keep bringing up that point. Human emotion, yeah. bro. You can't be an actual human, go to that movie, completely engage with it, watch it, and consume it, and walk away and say, that meant nothing to me. Maybe if you don't like to read subtitles. Right, like, because you you do have to read subtitles in that movie. But even with, because I'm not a subtitle reader, I'll say it, I'm not. Because you're not an anime watcher. I love Dragon Ball Z, but I do not want to fucking read the subtitles. (laughs) I'll listen to American Goku all day. Um, But even being that person, right, being someone who does not like to listen to... um, Japanese language and read subtitles and it's just not for me, right? But I do like Godzilla. Um, and then you took me and I wasn't sure if I was going to have to. I didn't know if it was in English. I showed up to that movie not knowing it was going to be in Japanese and subtitles. I assumed... I didn't tell you. That's yeah, why, you didn't yeah, tell yeah. me. I assumed it was I, because I was like, I know Josh. <laughs> well, I knew I knew if I was going to be like, oh, it, by the way, you're going to have to read subtitles. You would have been like, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, (laughs) but I was positive going into it, right? So I already assumed that it was probably going to be that, and I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it, right? I feel like I'm I'm liking a lot more of that content, but even with that, I will sit here and say I loved that film. One thing that made my heart feel so much emotion which films do not do anymore. Directors, producers. On the red carpet of Godzilla Minus One, the director, God bless his soul, took his photo on the red carpet holding his Godzilla action figure. Wild. To me, as a fan of this creation, that spoke to me. And I immediately knew this was going to be a good movie. Mm -hmm. Because this man, instead of, I'm on the red carpet. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me. He said, no, I'm going to bring my Godzilla. How about you look at Godzilla? Yeah. And I think that's a big difference between the American culture and the creators and the Japanese culture and creators where they want to prop up these characters and say, look at this. Not look at me. Yeah. Look at this. It's like the equivalent of Tommy Oliver, Jason David Frank showing up to a red carpet premiere for like Power Rangers, right? And having the Green Ranger Dragon Zord. Like holding up the Green Ranger Dragon Zord. It would be the equivalent, right? God to bless me. God bless his soul too, man. Yeah, rest, like because rest in he peace. Was, rest in peace. Rest in peace. He was very similar on that same wavelength. He loved fan service. He fan loved service. his fans. And he's doing a little movie in 2024. His last, and I wanted to mention it on this show, is his last film that he ever did, um, Legend of the White Dragon. I talked about it last year, and I said it was coming up. I think it got pushed back. 
but I've been following that movie and I'm waiting for it to come out and I want to go see it with you. So hopefully I can take you and we can share that together. And something uh, along those lines of Power Rangers is Amy Jo Johnson has embodied that love and that fan service for Power Rangers as well. And she's doing her own independent, uh, she's doing a comic book. And I remember she got a lot of flack for not being in Power Rangers Once and Always when, uh, when that came out, which that came out this year. And I watched it, and it was it was a uh, it was a lot like an old school Power Rangers episode. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a it had new aspects, but it had a lot of old aspects. And I'm excited if they come out with another one. And it had the original cast, which is what I like. And it yeah. had a lot of world building. Yeah, it had Rangers from all universes of Rangers, and it was just very rich with Power Ranger lore. And love, and that's what I saw. It brought back Trini, bro. Rest in peace. Yeah, and this is in a rest in peace episode for those we lost, and those we remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, Robin Williams. But um, but these people who we are mentioning, I feel like very much loved their craft and loved the art that they would put out, the content, and we just need more people like that. Passion speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again. Passion speaks volumes. And I believe, like you said, is a lot of that passion, a lot of those people are on independent content creation, are on YouTube, doing YouTube channels, because that's the way that they can tell their stories. Years ago, to be an independent filmmaker, you had to have big budget productions. And even even to do that, you had to have like a bunch of money, right? And and yes, all this stuff here does cost money. Everything that we put into the show, that you have put into the show, um, it does cost money. But we have our own, we have access to it. It's a lot more accessible now with everything that we have today. It's become more a little more mainstream. I think they even have that term for the creator economy. <laughs> Yeah. And that is that is going to be a big factor going forward with media, pop culture, is the creator economy. And you're going to see more people shift their focus and their attention um, at independence and away from the corporate entities. I love it, to be honest. I, a lot of things that I love are like fan-made, passion. It's going to become so evident that these corporations are going to start using the independents, using the content creators. Because they see that these people are putting out stuff that they love. But that's where it's going to get tricky. It's going to get very Because then you start working for these companies who have an agenda and i know that's a buzzword too is like they have a direction they're going let's just let's say that they have a direction that they want to go but they also want to include these people who are known for content creation and they want to known for passion projects they want to leech on to <laughs> suck it they, they want to leech on to these people and get the attention of their fans their yeah. community right mm-hmm and that <laughs> you, that's where you're going to see sellouts, right? We we oh, used to say it all the time. I was time. just gonna say, bro, in in the '90s, back in the day, you're, it's a, like, sellout. Oh, you're a sellout. You're a sellout. Well, you're gonna see a lot of sellouts going in like the next ten years. You're gonna see a lot of your favorite creators become sellouts, and you're gonna see a lot of people reject the corporations. 
mm-hmm. and go their own way. Mm-hmm. And you should you should give them a give them a little bit more attention because um, I guarantee you you're gonna find a lot more passion in individual content creators. So 2023, you you started off the episode saying that it was uh it wasn't that great for you, right? Yeah. Um, and that may be for personal reasons. It may be, uh, and we have talked about in a large capacity is this show in itself is a personal journey of self-discovery, right? Um, that's something that like we've put out. That a message nostalgic out. adventure. <laughs> that's the message that we put out, right? Yeah, yeah. Is this show and the people who subscribe and the people who come and like our content, um, they can be a part of that. Yeah. And going forward into 2024, we are going to continue that journey of self-discovery, that journey of um, including those people who are on that same journey mm-hmm. and bringing them in and possibly, you know, making them a part of the show somehow, some way, right? We have we have plans for that. Um, but for 2024 for you, what would be something that could make it better than 2023? Um, there's a couple things out there as far as pop culture. Uh, we're talking uh that i'm excited for um there's just this huge shift in my mind away from consumption so i have and i i don't know if i'm going to get into a a dangerous mindset where i refuse consuming Mm -hmm. anything Mm. because you're 100 percent right when you say i can't sit here and push my opinion (laughs) <laughs> and reject consuming what I'm talking about, right? We could. It would just be. It would just. But, be. but that's dishonest. Yeah, and we're not that. Yeah, it's like that's not our. That's, that's not the vibe here in the yeah. dojo, right? We can't do that. And so, um, I will watch things that I would never want to, just so I could talk about it. But yeah. there is this um, weird balance. Um, Maybe we're just selective in those things that we watch, right? Time is insane. And I don't think I'm the only person that feels that every year forward, time seems to just keep ramping up. And days are shorter. Weeks are shorter. Months are shorter. And with everything happening in the society that we live in, Um, there's a huge decline in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge decline in the way people treat each other. There's a huge decline in the way people talk to each other. There's a huge decline in society in a whole, I would say. Sound like a Tupac song. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say rest in peace to Tupac. He's still alive in my heart. You getting dangerous over there, man. You getting dangerous. <laughs> so, um, we're we talking about a lot of people that we love, man. <laughs> um, so, um, going forward into 2024, I just think there needs to, uh, for me personally, is going to be finding a balance. Right, I got to get on my, I got to get on my atmosphere vibe. Right, trying to find a balance because to be able to consume, but to create even more, mm. and to use what I consume as fire to create to create and that's one thing that is like yeah um i asked you earlier is what is the answer to pop culture being dead right um i think one of those answers at least for us 
is if we don't like what we see, if we don't like the content that's being put out, the movies that are being made, all these stories, right? Why don't we make our own? Yes, 100%. So one of the answers for us, I believe, is getting back to the basics and making our own stories going forward. I'm team solution. I don't want to be a part of the problem. I don't want to feed the hate algorithm. And we I all know I'm Mr. Positivity. I want to be a part of the solution on creating good content that people can consume with a healthy message. I love that. That's good, man. So what in 2023 has affected you positively and negatively? And mm. what have you learned that you want to take into 2024 to adjust your personal experience with pop culture or mm. just life in general? Yeah, in life in general, um, I think in 2023, it was very much uh, Eddie's quest for peace. And um, a Superman movie? Um, and and I, I really want to double down on that is 2024, I or 2023... I took a little more time to myself, very much taking that page from our show book is a journey of self-discovery and wanted to find the things in my life that bring me peace, bring me purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, things that I can feel are worthwhile and will help me create the kind of life that I want to lead, what I want to leave behind. Right. So 2023 very much for me was like this. What brings me peace? What am I going to be doing now and in the future that I can leave behind and live a peaceful life? So it was for me, that was that was like my journey of 2023 Um, in that I focused on our show. I focused on my health. I focused on my career. um, And I also focused on who and what. I'm going to have in my life. So I made it a point to come back home more, see my family more, visit my friend, right? Um, And that's just on the personal aspect. On the pop culture aspect, I definitely, I made that switch to say, well, I'm not just gonna sit here and say I hate these things because I have in the past. I'm going to see for myself, see if I do, disagree or if i don't like them and that way i can be better informed when it comes to talking about it on our show but also see if i can be like well yeah marvel still sucks <laughs> or if they surprise me right um and so i'm giving certain things a chance i'm being selective um but i have definitely stopped playing video games as much and that's like sad for me because I, I at one point i did like video games but i didn't I don't play video games anymore, bro. And it's just one of those things that have gone to the wayside and have been sacrificed for creation. Instead of and I'm 100% on that. Yeah. If you would have told me just a few years ago, um, hey, in the future, you know, you're going to be uh, focusing on X, Y, and Z and games aren't even part of the equation, I would have laughed in your face. I did read a lot more comic books this year, though. Yeah? Going from... Uh, 2022 retrospective where you bought me comic books for christmas um i went through this like four or five month phase of just going to the comic book store 
and buying comic books and reading them and sniffing the pages, right? <laughs> sniffing the pages of comic books. But no, um, I started collecting more. I started reading more. Um, and that's one of the, I know the things that you wanted to ask me is, what did you read in 2023, Eddie? You said something about uh, last year that you wanted to read more in 2023. Yeah. Has that been a net positive? It has. Um, one of the cool things I remember is this year you bought me a book, the Star Wars book. I don't know if you remember that. You bought me the three, uh, it's oh, A New Hope, yeah, yeah, Empire yeah. Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So I read that whole thing. You read all three of those I read books. all three of them. It, it's like, it's a fat chunk, it's but it's fun. it's it's actually an easy read. Like, oh, because I love the content, right? Yeah. So for me, it's an easy read. And that's what I know for me is I have to actually like what I'm reading. Of course. Because if I don't, it's going to be so hard, bro. It's, it's like be... a task instead of enjoyment, yeah. right? And you're yeah. just like, fuck. And so um, the other thing that I read was The Last Ronin. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I bought the... The one that you have, yeah. the same one, I yeah. bought it, and I was like, yeah, I got to have this, so it's on my shelf, but I read it, and it's a really great story. And why did The Last Ronin succeed, and why are they making a video game from it, and why are they going to net millions and millions of dollars from it, is because they pandered, they fan service, bro. Yeah. The Last Ronin is fan service. It is. It is um, a definitely a story that... Polar opposite of Mutant Mayhem. Which is crazy because we gave Mutant Mayhem a chance, even though we figured we weren't gonna like it, right? That was one. Of I the wanted things. to like it. I wanted to like. I wanted to like. I want to like everything Turtles, Ninja Turtles, yeah. And but Last Ronin, I think, is the end of the road for that. For the, for Turtles. Well, I'm gonna give more Turtles a chance. If you come out with more Turtles movies, I don't know about them, right? Like t the TMT TMNT by uh, Seth Rogen. I don't know if I'll give them a chance, but if you come out with more Turtles movies, like live actions or even cartoons from other people, I'm definitely going to give it a chance because I love Turtles. Well, uh, buckle up, buddy, because all you're getting is Seth Rogen Turtles. Well, then I know, and, and maybe part two will be better, right? We talked about that a little bit. We talked about that a little bit, though. We're like, maybe they were kind of setting it up, right? Maybe it sucks so bad so the second one can be better. Because <sighs> we're always so hopeful. We're, we're suckers for hope, dude. Superman. Uh, which, for me, it kind of makes sense, right? Because like, uh, A New Hope is a pretty good film. A lot of people love New Hope. But for me, I love Empire Strikes Back way more. Way more. It fucking puts them in the worst place possible. And so I like the second story usually. I like the sequel better than the original. Did you finally read Sun Tzu's Art of War? I did. What was your thoughts on that? It is very insightful. Um, it's funny how that plays into, and obviously that's what it's made for, um, it's life lessons, it's learning, but it plays into everyday life. Yes, 100%. And it's just so weird because... You can apply it to so many things. What was weird, though, is at the time that you had been telling me to read Art of War, I had already been in a bookstore looking at the copy that I eventually ended up buying. Mm. I looked at it at least three different times mm -hmm. and was like, hmm... I don't know, like maybe I'll get it. Like, Such a fast read. But though. it was like it was calling to me. Yeah. It was like, buy it for some reason. And then like a month later, you were like, read Art of War. I already like you already had already read it. 
and you were like hounding me on reading it. And I was like, that's so weird. Like I was literally something inside me was like, read that book. And it was just, um, it's just very interesting on how it plays into everyday life. And it changes like the way you think about everything. The way you think about stuff. The way you think about stuff. And so I believe I took a lot of that into my personal life in this year. I'm glad to hear that. Which is funny is war and peace, right? So it was my quest for peace. But obviously to find peace, sometimes you got to go through a little bit of war. Um, So so going into 2024, obviously I have that in mind. And uh, it's going to help. I believe, just make my 2024 that much better. Well, there is a war out there. A nostalgia war. (laughs) Um, But for 2023, what is something that you focused on, man? Like what, um, obviously, I know the show has been become a very big part of your life. Yeah. But at one point in time, you told me that to achieve things, we have to sacrifice things. (sighs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know video games for me was something that I sacrificed. Um, I haven't even played Pokemon Go. And I think I opened it up the other day and sent you a gift. But before that, I hadn't played it in months. But for you, what are some things that you had to like sacrifice? Comic books. Yeah. Video games. Movies. And it's funny. I sacrificed. Like, I, I haven't read a comic book in a while now. I am no. The unfortunate truths about the comic book industry is becoming more and more glaring to the average reader. Um, DC and Marvel, you have all kinds of uh, companies that have already collapsed. Mm. Um, boom, you have, is boom still out there? Um, you have Boom, IDW, Dark Horse, Image. I like Dark Horse. I have since like a long time ago, but there is cool. so much happening, and one thing that is glaringly evident is these companies, like I was talking about Disney and Warner Brothers and whatnot, in the comic book industry, these large conglomerates are decaying. Their house of cards are falling, right? And they're consolidating. And one thing that's happening in the comic book industry right now are independent creators, Indiegogos of the world. Um, it and what's wild is there's so much drama right now in the comic book independent scene that's happening online and on social. Um, and it's just like everything; people are picking sides, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, I'm on this side. Well, then you're automatically adjacent to these things and you're the enemy now that's when it gets crazy and and with social media that is with everything so you have independent game creators fighting against the corporations independent filmmakers fighting against the corporations independent (laughs) comic book creators fighting against the corporations i'm always going to choose the independent side that's one big thing going into 2024 is just i am more all in on independent creators comic book creators, video games. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of giving my money and energy to the corporations, mm-hmm. um, the people that don't respect me as a paying member of the community. And I'm interested in comic books, 
and something that we've talked about privately. Well, we want to do a back to the basics. Um, we're gonna flirt around with some stuff. Don't want to things. No, and things. So <laughs> uh, we have a story to tell. Yeah, we do. And uh, so that's gonna be an exciting adventure uh, into that realm uh, as far as filmmaking. We already dabbled in that a little bit this year, it, right? Yeah, uh, it it is. To me, just just even saying filmmaking, your face lit <laughs> up, right? Because we made films this year. Yeah, it's wild. And uh, you you kind of went out into the world, and you wanted to bring your Freddy Krueger to life. We, we're we're real big on holidays, right? Yeah. Christmas, um, Halloween. Thanksgiving, Halloween. Yeah. Um, uh, 4th of July, we, we have our birthdays and we, all these traditions that we keep, um, is kind of when we like really sprout up. It's like, if you know, there's like a holiday, right? All of a sudden back to the basics is going to be in your feed. Um, yeah. but there is so much to create and time is of the essence. Time is not our friend. It's fleeting, man. It's very fleeting. And so just kind of going into 2024, um, all these things, um, the bell has been rung. Oh, and creation is the key. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's um, it's fun to create, right? It's a lot of fun, man. Some but of the best times it's, uh, here in the dojo. To, to get yourself ready for putting your stuff out into the world, that is a whole nother ball game. Lion face, tiger face. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for what we're doing here. And, and as far as like when it comes to pop culture, it's right now, I think it's going to get worse in 2024 with me. It's like right now, that's just, that's what it is, man. Yeah. It's back yeah. 2D basics. Yeah. Right? We have to become pop culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, if we don't like be the change you wish to see, right? Exactly. It's, it's a lot of people say it, and it's just very true. Yeah. We have to become pop culture. We have to get back to the basics. We have to fight our nostalgia war because nobody's going to do it for us. So in 2024, you're going to see a lot of B2DB. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm actually really excited, man. And I know you've asked me in the past, it's like, where are you at? Like, what does this mean to you, right? Mm -hmm. And we we spilling some tea now, Josh. We yeah, talking yeah, real shit. man. We're talking about Disney, and all of a sudden we fucking <laughs> just opening up. But <laughs> but it's like it, it's very true. It's like you have to be real with yourself and ask yourself: Is this the the life that you want? All these lights, the cameras, camera lights, action, right? Um, it takes a lot. It, it takes does. a lot of energy. It takes a lot of passion. A lot of headaches. A lot of caffeine consumption. Um, <laughs> sometimes the only way you get through it, but at the end of the day, it's behind a lot of the passion, right? A lot of the love of wanting to put something out just for the simple fact of one, people get to enjoy it, but two, we get to look back and say, Hey, we did that. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Because that's what matters. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we got to do it, right? Yeah. Just like when we went to the drive-in and saw Empire Strikes Back. Like, we got to do that together. If we create stuff like our short films and everything that we've talked about, we get to do that together. Mm -hmm. Here, this episode, being in the dojo, celebrating Christmas, having 
people kick our door down and basically spit in our face and psychopaths um having these crazy dudes come from the future and give us gifts um it's only gonna get crazier the future is a vibe and we here at back to the basics will vibe up as we close in on today it is christmas eve 2023 Going into 2024 is going to be very rough for some, um, but the war is exciting. 2024, we have a lot to look forward to, but we wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all of our subscribers, all the people who support the show. And if you liked what you saw here today, go ahead and drop us a like, hit that subscribe button. Um, visit our website, right, Josh? Backtothebasics.com. If you would like to support us financially, you can always pick up some swag, pick up some official Back to the Basics merch, backtothebasics.com forward slash shop. Get yourself an upgrade and vibe up. B2DB is coming to a shop near you, <laughs> and we can't wait for all the great things that are in store for 2024. Another nostalgic Christmas in the dojo.